לשבת עם עכשיו. So the message to Klai Yisrael is a very clear message that Klai Yisrael is their princes. Klai Yisrael, that these are the, the leaders of the world. These are the elites of the world. Why is it important to give that Hakdama before Matan Torah? Why is that? Badafka, uh, these are the words Moshe Rabbeinu has to say, and the, the, Rashi points out, these are the words, specifically these words. You can't change the words. You have to make sure that you stress these words. One of the, the, the issues that people grapple with is we, we sit in Yeshiva, you live Musar, and there's a council called Anivis. And Anivis you know, usually goes with the story of that, oh, the person learns in the Vardic, and he says, it's been a garnish. And the guy says next to him, I'm a, I'm a bigger gardener, you know, good, you know. Right? We have this issue of that you said of Anivis is I'm a nothing. And one of the one of the said that the person has a chiyiv to have two pieces of paper in his pocket. One pocket says, one piece of paper says, Another one says, The whole world was created for me. The Morris says it's the Morris and Hedron, the fourth paragraph. The whole world was created for me. So I have one post that says, One post that says, one, one piece of paper says, So the Rebbe said, You have to know when to bring out each piece of paper. So you go to this person and you say, you know, we would like you to take responsibility and, and lead something. He says, me? Next day somebody in shul insults him. He says, me? You're being insulting? I'm like the most important person in the world. So that's wrong. He says, maybe it should be the other way around. When I ask you to take a cry and lead something, I'm a person. Somebody insults you. say, no, you have to know when to pull out the right piece of paper. He said. Some people pull it out at the wrong moments. But there's a piece in the, the Rebbeinu Yarno, and he has a safer Shari Avoyda. It's a, you read the piece, and this is the Rebbeinu Yarno, like you know the Baal Musa, the Rebbeinu Yarno, and you and you, and you, talk, you realize that we're, we're missing something. Mamish, this is the beginning of the safer. Hapesach Arishin, the the first point of Avoyda, Shiedo Ish Shoivet Erech Atzmoi, Viakar Malosu Malos Avoysev. Person has to know his value. He has to know the milest that he has. He has to know how valuable he is. He has to know how valuable his 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 is. And he has to Once you realize, you, then you want to maintain that. You realize who you are. You're you're a Ben Melech, so you have to maintain yourself. Now, if a person thinks that. If he realizes, he thinks I'm not I'm not so important. So very easy. He'll go his own ways, do his own things. He's not going to keep Torah mitzvahs. Chavos Levavos has come out the same nusuf. Chavos Levavos in Sharkania. The point out the Chavos Levavos was the first. It's the first Musa Sefer. It's, 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 it was written before Rashi. It's the first Musa Sefer that we have. 
after Gomorrah and Kamat, there was no, you know, there were a few were written, you have Chubas were written, and you have there were the Sifri Halacha which were written, you have the Halachas Kedarlis, Halachas Psukas, and then you have the Shiltis, which was to, to show the, the Drushas, how the, the Halachas came from the Drushas, etc. Yechavis Lamavis is the first Musa Sefer that we have. In Shara Kaniya, he writes, you have to understand what Hakna is. He says, a person comes along and says, some people think, that I'm a nobody, I'm a nothing, I feel worthless, I feel lowly. <laughs> something bothers me, I have no right to push back and to, to, to stop it because I'm a nobody, I'm a nothing, you know, I'm a garnished. Right? She says, this that's belongs by the Ksilim and Amayor, this is for fools and Amayorats. Hachno Amitis is not like that. He's way, he's lifted up. After after he's lifted himself up, he looks back and says, "Okay, but now clapping my responsibilities, I have nothing to be despoiled about. I have nothing to boast about. I have nothing to demand recognition for. But I am somebody kosher. I'm, 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 I'm not a nothing." There's a piece from Sadik, which. Uh, this piece of Ramsadik is sitting by me a lot of years. I remember I spoke about this piece of Ramsadik and tells Yeshiva and Ephraim Kippur as a buffer. So, a few years ago. Probably 82. 1982, I think. Ramsadik says a fascinating thing. He says that part of your moon in the Kodesh Baruch is Machai and moon in yourself. So, what's all that's at? So, the Bershaw created you. He didn't make a mistake. He made you the way he made you. He didn't make a mistake. With all of your concerns and all of your problems, the Russian made you with your nitiyas and with your challenges and with your matzav and all else thing. Aleph. Bays, besides making you like that, the Russian says he wants a relationship with you. So he possibly doesn't know who you are. Of course he knows who you are. So the Russian made you like this and he wants a relationship with you. That itself is the source of your kashivas. It's a very cautious thing. I had a conversation with a bacher who has low self-esteem issues. And so, you know, we makazik him, etc., etc. So he says, you know, he's going to start making a list of his milas. So he came with a list of his milas. You know, he had four, four or five or six or seven or eight or ten or fifteen or twenty or thirty, whatever it is. He came up with like thirty-something list of his milas. I was like a little bit mugzam. That's something I wanted. But anyway, and he started saying that he's going to read it every day and feel better about it. It lasted about three weeks. Then he said it didn't, it didn't give him the umph anymore. It says, because that's not what I meant. I didn't mean because you're the most wonderful person in the world and therefore. I meant because you, are, are, you exist. And the Russian wants a relationship with you. That's it. But at them, intrinsically, you have, you have a kashivas. The Russian made Nishmas Yisrael. He made you. He connects with you. He talks to you. He's interested in you. He hears from you. So you're kashiv. End the conversation. I'm not, I don't have to be more kashiv and I'm better at to be good, to be valuable. That's ridiculous. Um, that's um, that was the problem. We measure ourselves vis-a-vis everybody else. <laughs> that's a mistake. There's a, a, a mimer I heard from Rukhats, uh, the name of Rukhats Levenstein. Rukhats Levenstein, just to understand the mimer, the backgrounds of the mimer, um, one of our Bayman tells, Governor Royan, before he showed for so they didn't have they didn't in tells they don't they didn't have any type of you know drusher before Kishaifer. 
So a lot of people did not even go to eat. They would go eat quickly and then come back. But they would have during that time that people went to eat. This person, would, this Rebbe, would sit and he would learn Musar with a nigan. You know, a lot of you probably never experienced Musar with a nigan because we don't do Musar with a nigan over here. He would sit and learn Musar to himself with a nigan and cry his heart out. Now I, I wonder. I, I needed to know what safer he's learning. So I finally got my hands on the Sefer. What was he learning? Reb Katsu Levenstein, Zich was a tremendous tzaddik. His own children said that they had a pachet from him. His sitkas were such a sitkas, his own children, his own daughters, had a pachet from Reb Katsu. One, one of my older chaverim learned, learned the Panyavich. Reb Katsu was the Meshkech and Panyavich. After the mirror, he went to Panyavich. He said, Reb Katsu Shmuzin, like you'd walk in Reb Katsu Shmuzin, you'd come out like this big. Eli, like this big. Like this big. That was what he described it. Kitzer, what is this this country? This country of the Shmuzin that Rukhatsu said before the Six Day War. Now, the Six Day War was, for you, it's history. Right? It was Pachat Bechad in the Six Day War. Right? Egypt, Syria were amassing armies. They made very clear their plans are to destroy all of the, all, every single Jew. That the, 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 river, that the, the streets of Tel Aviv will run red with the blood of the Jews into the sea. That was the language that they used. The, um, the armies that they had, the support by the Russians that they had, the U.S. Was, did not want to get involved, and it was the Russians on one side, with, and, and it's the Jews. The matzah was pachet bechadim. It was pachet bechadim. It was mamish. It, it, it was mind-boggling. So Kassel said Shemuzin to the Bachar in Ponyevich before that Kufa. So I got the countries, the little countries. I have the countries. And the best way to describe that countries is each paragraph is a sledgehammer. That's the best way to describe it. You know, you're, you're very possible tomorrow you're going to die. That's basically the, 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 the rea- well, that was the reality. It wasn't a Muslim That was the reality. And let's recognize that in Luchuva. And let's think about what we're doing wrong. And it was very, very intense. Not from the easiest schmoozing to listen to. And that was from Kotzkel. Okay. So I have a chaver whose father was with with uh, with uh, in Shanghai. Rukhatsu was with the yeshiva in Shanghai. Rukhatsu was from Chavshulevitz, and Rukhatsu was a chroy to keep up the spirits of the bacharim. Like he was the mashiach. So this person said over from his father. The Rukhatsu said a nusach. He says, "Yet a mensch dafalefel a kavod yet a tzad." Every person needs a spoonful of kavod every day. This is Rukhatsu talking. I said, "One second, who, please." Every person needs a spoonful of covered every day. And I have what he means. What does covered mean? So we're used to this music of covered. It's a music of yeshiva. Covered is bad. Covered is bad. Covered is not bad. Covered is, is the most intrinsic basic need a human being has. Covered means the recognition that you're valuable, that you're weighty. The word covered because the word covered, Rebbe says. You're heavy. You're significant. You have weight to you. You have gravity. We even use these words, you know, in English. Gravitas. We, that, that's the words that we use. That's what COVID means. We need to know that we're valuable. If we're not valuable, and we have no awareness at all that we are valuable, most the people who get to that, that level usually take a quick step out of this world. What am I here for? Might as well just get, get it over with already. Every person has to know that he's valuable. Every person has to recognize that the person put here for a reason, and he is significant. The challenge, where do you get it from? Where do you get that recognition from within yourself? It means you're healthy. And you have no need to get the validation from other people. Or if you feel that you don't have that, you have to get it from somebody else. That's not healthy. 
So I want to contrast two stories to bring out this point. The first story actually is a safer they put out from Rukhasko Shmuzan that he said in Shanghai. In the back, they have stories, the different maizim that he said over there in the back. So one of the maizim that he said over there is the following maizim, that Rishos Salanter's original plan, when he was a Talmud of Rishos Salanter, Rishos Salanter was was a guy in Eilam. He was a Talmud of Rav Chaim Velazhner. He was one of the Ikrit Talmud of Rav Chaim Velazhner. He was not known at all. He lived in a city as the Shamish and the Shul. People thought he's an Amor or it's Gomer. And his, his, this way, he was able to stay focused on his Avodah Hashem without worrying about people thinking about it. Yisrael eventually realized who, who this person was, and he decided he wants to go the same path. He wants to go the same path as Reb Zundel, that he's going to be a Tzadik Nister. Or he didn't call himself a Tzadik, he's going to be a Nister. So to do this, he realized he, realized he needed to accomplish two things. First of all, he had to memorize everything that he wanted to learn, culture cool that he wanted to learn, he memorized, word for word. So he never would open a safer. Because you pretend you're not more, you can't be open, caught learning a Zayr, right? you know, that's, that's not going to work. Or learning a uh, Gemara, right? So he memorized Shas, word for word, all of Shas, and the, all of the sermon that he wanted to know, he memorized all those Balpeh. That was the first thing that he got. The second thing is he learned to take his davening, or Sosalatra's davening, you can imagine, was a little bit better than ours, right? And he made it look like, you know, the Balagola's davening, the guy stands on the back, you know, the three-minute flats from an S-ray, you know, with no uh, emotion, you know, motionless, emotionless, etc. So I'm reading the shtickle, I think to myself, you know, if I were no Shaspa I would want you to know about it. I can't tell you, because that's not nice. That's like, a, you know, it's like a bit, that's lowly to tell you. But I would find ways to let you know. You know, you, you drop a hit there, you drop a hit there. You know, talking, they said, yeah, oh yeah. Like, uh, uh, from the bottom, the last line. You know, I would throw lines here and there. You'd think up eventually that I know Shas Valpeh. Bishosan did not want you to know that he knew Shas Valpeh. He wanted the opposite. Because he didn't need your validation. He didn't need anybody's validation. He has to have covered. He has to know he's valuable. He knew he's valuable. The version made him. The version gave him validation. The version said he's here. That's it. End the conversation. If the version thinks you're good, good. Version, whatever you th- people say about you, not important. The version thinks you're bad. Also, not important what people think about you. Everybody else is irrelevant. That's one side. The other side was a story which took place uh, here in Washington, D.C about 10, 11 years ago. I mentioned in the Shmuz once. I mentioned the Shmuz. Afterwards, I actually looked up the actual story. Um, so the story, there's a, there's a violinist named Joshua Bell. He's considered probably one of the, the top, or the, one of the top violinists in the world right now, or the top, or one of the top violinists in the world. So Washington Post asked him if he was willing to, willing to participate in a social experiment. Social experiment is that they're going to put him on a Monday morning in the uh, subway station, Lanfan Plaza downtown, during rush hour in the morning, d- dressed up like a mendicant, you know, with a baseball cap, jeans, t shirt, and play violin music. He played six pieces of Bach for 43 minutes straight, basically, and they're going to have a video camera watching him. They're going to see how many people are going to stop and actually listen during that time. That was, the, that was the experiment. Now, the, the violin that he was using was his, his Stradivarius. It's worth over, it's worth over $3 million. According to some estimations, it's worth over $10 million. Right? 
So he's sitting in Rafa Plaza with his shred of areas playing one of the most gorgeous pieces of violin music in the, in the world for free. Now, he was in Washington for the purpose. He was actually invited to Washington to receive an award for his contribution to violin music. Two nights before, he played in Boston Symphony. The cheapest ticket was $100 a person. That's, that's like for the nosebleeds. Right? And here he's playing. Right? So they asked different, different musicians, different conductors, etc. What do they think about this experiment without saying the name of the person? So you know, they say, you know, a good violinist. They said, yeah, probably you get 35, 40, 50, 100 people, you know, eventually would stop, etc. Right? How much money would he make? You know, he put a few dollars into the, into the violin case, you know, the, the seed money that started going. How much money would he make? $150, $200, etc. So the kids are, they, they, they counted 1,097 people passing by this individual during this period of time. Seven people stopped. Seven people stopped. The longest individual who stopped was a, was a young boy who was mesmerized by the music, and you can see in the video the mother trying to stop to get away. He made $27, I think. And he put in, I think, a, a, a lot of it was, he put the money to start with, a few dollars he put in. So he made about 20 bucks. So the point of the article was, can you appreciate beauty without a, the proper setting? That was the point of the article. That was, and this was picked up by one of the, 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 the from, you know, uh, H.com, whatever it was, one of these places, and they put it on, so I said, I want to see the original article. I go back to this article. There's a part of the article which I do not quote in their Froome, the Froome version, which I think is very important to what we're talking about. So whether they asked Joshua Bell, they asked him, like, what was his emotion when he was going into Lafayette Plaza to do this? What, what, was he, what was he feeling? He says he was very nervous. He was nervous. I said, why are you nervous? So I'm not sure my, the, what the reaction to my music would be. So I'm reading this. So then, they, then they say, in general, when you, when you perform, are you nervous? He said, no. So he said, my shnaw. He says, it's very simple. When I go to a concert hall, people validate me before I start. They pay money to hear me. Right? But over here, they didn't validate me beforehand. This is what he said. Now, this person is considered by the top musicians of the world the top violinist of the world. He's get, he just received an award for his recognition of his contribution to violin music. People paid at least $100 two nights beforehand to, to come hear him. That was the cheapest ticket. He's standing in Alpha Plaza. There's somebody who's going to walk by who he'll never see again. He's going to say, Pah! and he's nervous about it. That's called low self esteem, Rebosha. This person needs validation. He needs applause. He, he, he needs accolades. He's so dependent on it that he's nervous. So you have your Cicelant at one end. That Badafka doesn't want you to know who he is. And over here, a person on the other end was already told he's wonderful, 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 wonderful. He says, Am I wonderful? Maybe there's going to be one kid walking by who's going to insult me. So the Miri says a person who's, who's Mavakish covered is worse off than an Ibn of a Zoranik. Why? Uh, uh, Zoranik is Ibn one of a Zoranik. person Mavakish covered is Ibn every single human being in the world. He bows down to every human being in the world because every human being needs to give him validation. Even the five year old kid is a source of validation for him. 
you can't be over to Kodesh Baruch Hu at that, from that vantage point. You're busy thinking about what the world's thinking about you. You're going to be drawn. You're not healthy. You're, you're, you're going to be sad. You're going to be defined by other people. Versus says, first off, I want you to know who you are. What people think about you is irrelevant. What I think about you is important. I think very highly of you. I think that you're very significant. I made you. I want you. So, Revolva says that the Hakdama Tamat and Torah has to be that you're valuable. That you're Kahanim. That you're Sorin. That you're the leaders of the world. You're the elite of the world. I remember once it was a Shumadar Shashiva. He got up. In Europe, there was a, there was a big problem with the Yeshiva Bachram. Right? In Europe, the, 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 Bachram, the Yeshiva didn't, have, didn't serve food. So, where did the Bachram get food? They got served by Balabatin. So they had tag, you would eat by a certain, you know, person on, one person on Monday, one person on Tuesday, etc. So basically you were tolling these people's handouts. And the attitude of the people giving the handouts was not very positive. So the Bokrim, you know, looked down upon themselves. And the attitude of Klau, you know, sadly enough, but before World War I, but much, much more so after World War I, the attitude towards Yeshiva Bokrim was very negative. The general attitude of Yeshiva Bokrim, the Yeshiva Bokrim, even the better from you know, in, in, in Europe, was not very. The, 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 these are the people who can't get a job. The loyutslachs become yeshivah. That was the attitude. The needed to have cheshivas for himself. The stress that you had in Slobodka about kavod atzmai was bedafka to be mechazik. The exact opposite. That's not what a, that's you are. You are chashiv. Every human being is chashiv. Every Yisrael is chashiv. Aben Torah is that much more chashiv. So Rebbeisah tells her when he started his yeshiva, he made a dining room. The Bachman shouldn't have to be totally in the bell about it. So he said, "I'm going to put epaulets on my Bachman's shoulders. Epaulets are the braids that the, you know the the, the the generals wear on the you know they're going to be kashiv. That's why Bedafka and Hug in Europe was that the Bachman dressed very nicely. They wore ties, they had hats, they, they had nice hair, hair, hairstyles. But Afka, to mechazit to them, that you're, you're not lowlifes, you're chashiv. They need to mechazit themselves this lakuda, because if they want to be able to withstand the, the, the social pressure that you're not chashiv, you need to you mechazit yourself again and again and again. No, no, you are chashiv. So anivis is not that you're worthless. Anivis is bishili never ha'ilam. And therefore, since Mishila Nivir Oilam, I don't need your accolades. I don't need your recognition. I'm comfortable with who I am. I don't feel that I, I deserve any accolades. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing to me, my, me and my Creator. Now I can focus outward and be a nice saint to other people, be, help other people. Because I'm, I'm not worried about your reaction. I'm worried about what I'm supposed to do. It's a much healthier approach to. Uh, to avoid her. Now, what Rabkowski was saying, every person needs a constant reminder that uh, every single day he has, to rec- he has to feed himself a spoonful of carbon. How do we do this? So the Psukim said like this. Right? Rashi says that Roshim said 
that I took out of Mitzrayim. I'll come in a shorter Mavias Kamezaloi. Rashi says Mitzrayim really deserved to be punished way before you came along. Mitzrayim was not from the biggest tzaddikim in this world. They had plenty of things that they were doing wrong. But I only punished them for you. Now, if we understand, like, like the Russian says, the Moritz and Hadron goes to this whole Nusach that when a Rosh is being killed, the Russian says, Kilani I feel I feel heavy, I feel frustrated, I feel pain, I feel I feel sad. What that's for one Russia being killed. What about for two? What about for ten? What about for hundreds? What about for thousands? So the destruction of Mitzrayim was painful for Kodesh Borofu. But he did it for Klai Yisrael. Because that is the message which will get the message across to Klai Yisrael. You know how uncomfortable I am doing this. But for you, I'll do it. Because you deserve it. You are important. And Klai Yisrael is oimed on this Lakuda. So maybe one of the one of the Nakuda, one of the beginners of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, there's a let's see Mashalam brings that it says it says fifty times Yitzhak Mitzrayim in the Torah because there's fifty different beginners of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, beautiful lashon whatever that means. What does it mean? Yitzhak expressed itself in the physical Yitzhak. It expressed itself in the spiritual Yitzhak. It expressed itself in the psychological Yitzhak. It expressed itself in the financial Yitzhak. It expressed itself in many different ways. There are many different elements of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. This message was to the psyche of Klai You're not Avadim. You're not lowlifes. You're not people which people are downtrodden and can be done to it. You are the elite of the world. When I was a Bukhar, there used to be something called the Kinnis B'nai Torah. So Kinnis B'nai Torah was a fascinating thing. It was Cholomite Pesach, Cholomite Sukkis in the York area. And basically all of the B'nai Torah of the, the Tri-State area would get together one day Cholomite and Ramosha spoke one time, Rabiaka spoke, Rabiaka spoke one time. And was in the Gouda of 14th Avenue in Borough Park, which is not there anymore. The, the room held about 900,000 people. And basically, that's all there was. So this is like 1975. There was in the Tri-State area. There was about a thousand Benitar. That was it. So a person walks in and says, "You know, there's a thousand of us, and that's it." So maybe that helps a little bit to understand his role. Now we have this see, but there's ten, there's a hundred thousand of us, you know. So what am I? One out of a hundred thousand. But again, we're defining ourselves outside of ourselves, and that's incorrect. And that's what Absalom is saying. If you believe in a Kaddish Baruch you believe that Bershem made made you. The person doesn't believe in that. If, if everything is a mikrid, it just happened to be that you know some molecules got together and made man. So we have no value. We have we're valueless. We have zero value more than the amoeba, which is not very significant. The person created man. He created me. He recreates me every single morning. He gives me chiyas every single moment because I am important to him. That's it. Am I better than you? Irrelevant. Am I worse than you? Also irrelevant. 
I, I don't measure myself outside of anything else than the fact that I have a relationship with my Creator. That's what Kleist was able to absorb by Yisrael Mitzrayim. So I think if you... You know, to picture, like, we have, you know, the CCB of the Mills, the Ten Commandments, you know, picture you sit there by the Seder and you picture, like, you know, like, you know, Technicolor, you have a big screen and they picture, like, you know, Charleston Heston playing Moses, you know, like, whatever. Like, no. What I am today... What I have, all of my chashivas, is rooted in Yisif Mitzrayim. It's rooted in that pechina of Yisif Mitzrayim, which took place 3,300 years ago. It's, it's affecting me today. Today, the Russian is saying, I changed the Sidre Habriya for you. Because you were important to me. And you're still important to me. I want you to remember you see this every single day. I want you to stop and to think. The person says, I did it, that you today in the year should have a chashivas to yourself. That's why I did it. I didn't do it for them only. I did it for you today. Whatever you have in your life, whatever you've accomplished in your life, whatever you, your, your dreams and your aspirations, it's all rooted in that relationship which is, was, was established then and it continues to this day. That's the Hakdamah you see to, to Matan Torah. I come to Matan Torah and I say, I'm ready to do Makabal Torah because the Bershom says, Anoichi Hashem Alokecho. Asher I took you. You. Not all the Christ. You, personally. With your own personal excuse in Israel. And that's true today. We are an extension of that. We are a hemshik of that. That the Hashibah, the Russian, is willing to do, turn over all of the world to make sure that Eli Rangel should exist in Tavshanayim says. That's what we're supposed to be thinking about. Every time we mention Zechah's Yitzhak Israel, once in the morning, once in the evening, and from that vantage point, we've, we're healthy. We're, we're, we're good about ourselves. So then, I can focus outward. I'm not worried about what you think about me. I can focus on giving to others. I feel comfortable with myself. And I'm a noise I can f- fulfill the role that the Russian has for me because I'm not, I, I, I'm not busy protecting myself and scared and worried. And I'm not measuring myself by anybody else. I'm better, I'm worse. There's no kina. There's no desire for covered. There's no kina, there's, there's no, there's no cover, and there's no time for either. I'm not tempted by the world because I know I'm much better than that. I'm much greater than that. And that's what the Rediyan is saying, that the Pesach Rishon for all of Oida is to understand the Hashivas of who we are and who our others are. And from that vantage point, we can talk about the Kodesh constantly growing, being